Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming back and tuning into the podcast. This is your host, Mariana speaking, and you are listening to the Commitment to Growth podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in again for another week. I hope you're all doing great. I hope that your weeks have been going well. I hope you had a lovely and restful weekend and that you're excited to tune back for another episode of the podcast. I have been so happy since rolling it out last week. I It has been so nice engaging with you guys and just hearing all the feedback and already having so many of you subscribe to the newsletter. Um, if you haven't already, the first one is has dropped as you're now listening to this and we are gearing up for the second one and so if you missed the rebrand episode where I kind of talked about uh the changes I made to the podcast and what is included in the newsletter you can go listen to that but I'll also give a brief synopsis here so the commitment to growth newsletter is a supplementary part of outside the podcast where every single week I send you a couple of sources of growth and resources to kind of shift your way of thinking around some of the topics that we discuss in the podcast. So if you want some sources of growth and you want some more encouragement and some more support as you go through your personal development journey, as you're committing time to yourself throughout the week and you're looking for ways to spice it up or just a different kind of take on some of the things that you might already be practicing in your self-care and self-development routine, you can subscribe to the newsletter. The link is in my bio on Instagram at commitment to growth podcast sign up if you haven't already because it's pretty awesome I really like it I've put a lot of my heart and soul into it and I'm really excited to use that newsletter to connect with some of you as well so that's that and without further ado let's get into the content that we have planned for today Before we do so, I just want to take a quick moment to acknowledge that this episode is being recorded from the traditional unceded land of the Musqueam, Stalo, Tsleil-Waututh, Squamish, and Kwikwetlam First Nations communities who continue to reside here, who continue to have a relationship with the land because this is their ancestral land. And I just want to take a moment to express an immense bout of gratitude because it always amazes me how so many of the members of these communities are so willing to educate and bring people into their communities and show us the beauty of their cultures and their beliefs and despite some of the atrocities that were done onto them and their ancestors um, as settlers came here and colonized in the past it still blows me away of the willingness that some of these individuals have to educate and to continue fostering community with those of us that may not be as educated on the matter. So I encourage you to keep educating yourself because, and getting engaged with these communities because it is so beautiful. They have such beautiful traditions and cultures and I have been so lucky to be a part of it and to have some some of those experiences. And I hope that if you do engage in any outside of this work or in your own time, you're just as enlightened as I have been because it's it's so meaningful it's so inspiring and I look forward to continuing to engage in meaningful ways like that in the future. So I want to give a brief intro as to what we're going to be talking about today and why this episode came to be as it was. So what we're going to be talking about today is ways to help you get out of a rut or a dead end. We're going to be defining them in just a second, but the reason why I wanted to share this practice with you guys and these practical questions that we're going to be going through in the episode today is because over 
time over probably like the last year and a half from taking inspiration from several people who have their own podcasts, who have their their own famous social media platforms, who have shed light on this topic. I feel like I've pulled various of their own strategies and try to formulate them into a practice of my own that I could implement into my life to help me out of these situations. So I came up with this practice and I did so actually quite unconsciously. Like I never actually stopped to slowly go through each of the steps that I actually implemented into this routine until a couple of weeks ago when I was going through I was going through something and I found myself going through these steps in my head and I was like "Hmm, this is really interesting I would love to share this with people because I think that the more we can kind of open up conversations as about how we each independently deal with tough times tough situations the more we can open up space for the collective to gain inspiration from us to learn from each other and to better our our own routines with tools from other people who have found strategies that work for them so my hope is that you pull a little bit of uh, helpful tips from this practice that can help you in your own time when you're faced with a difficult situation like the ones we're going to be talking about today and as an aside if you want an exciting announcement and you want to take home resource uh to take home with you after this episode stick around until the end because i will be giving you guys a resource that is associated with this podcast episode in case you find it helpful in case you find it interesting and you want something supplementary for after you've listened to the episode stick around till the end so you can find out just what that is so let's get into our regularly scheduled programming. I also just want to give a quick disclaimer that my dog is snoozing right beside me. (laughs) She decided to sit with me as I was recording this episode. So if you can hear her, if you can hear anybody snoozing, that's her. I'm not like sitting beside a family member on the couch or something. That's just her. Um, And she snoozes quite loud. So just giving that brief disclaimer before we get into the episode. Now, why don't we define what a rut is versus a dead end is? Because I feel like these are used pretty interchangeably and they can mean the same thing given a particular context, but I wanted to just break them down real quick so that we can all make sure that we're on the same page. So a rut is a state of being in which you feel disconnected and demotivated to do the things that usually bring you joy. These things that bring you joy can be work, school, If you're a creator on Instagram, it might be the work that you do on Instagram. It can be the creative work that you do outside of school or work. So these are the creative endeavors that you might do, such as painting or coloring mandalas or building things with your kids, like whatever creative pursuits that you normally engage in, you suddenly find yourself in a rut in which you don't have the creative resources or kind of the creative energies reserve to do them because you feel uninspired and unmotivated. And when you're in a rut like this one, where you're demotivated to create and engage in the work that usually brings you fulfillment, it can be really hard and bring up a lot of shame because you don't know, you know, am I sick of this thing? Is there, what's the reason why I don't want to engage with it anymore? I should be engaging with this. Why is it not bringing me the happiness that it once used to? 
is this thing still meant for me? And it can send us into a down spiral if we get really invested in focusing on the fact that it's just not working for us in the moment, that we might even start thinking that we have to find something else or that we um, aren't meant for this thing. And there's nothing wrong with finding something else to do in the moment. But if you start going in with the mindset that you should ditch this thing because it's just not serving you anymore or something like that, um, then you might lose ties with that thing that once brought you so much joy. And that's, we don't, we don't want that um, in all scenarios. I'm not saying it's all bad, but that's an example of a rut. And a dead end is typically a situation in which you have to make a decision or you've gotten into a argument with somebody or discussion with somebody where you you got to a place where you felt directionless. So in the, in the case of you making a decision, you might not know where to go from where you are. So say your boss asked you to make the call on a big project or asked you to give direction on subsequent steps for a project and you have a really big responsibility to do there and you just don't know where to go. Or perhaps you have gone into a conversation with a friend in which they said something that did not particularly sit with you, it might have offended you, and you may or may not have addressed it in the moment, but whatever the outcome, now you feel like you don't know where to go. You may be upset at this person, you may feel a little bit of shame for not having brought up the thing that they struck in you, but you don't know how to move forward without maybe telling them or making them upset. So a dead end pretty self-explanatory you just don't know where to go from the position that you're currently in and as such when you're juggling a lot of decisions and a lot of thoughts all at once about where to go it can get really overwhelming so these are the kinds of scenarios in which this particular practice that we're going to be talking about today are applicable but I also just want to say here that use this practice at your discretion wherever it areas in your life that you'd like it to to serve you because if it serves you for more than one that's awesome um so now that we've talked about what a rut and a dead end is let's get into how you can prep yourself and how you can actually perform this practice so the first thing i want you to do before we get into the questions as you prepare to engage in this practice i want you to intentionally block out time in your schedule to do this. It can be minimum 10 minutes to an hour. And I want you to intentionally block it out because A, once it's in your schedule, it's in there and you know you have to set aside the time to do it. You know that you have to push commitments to different times of the day so that they surround this commitment. But also you're priming your brain to prepare for what this reflective process is going to be. So the first thing that you want to do is block time in your schedule to do this so that you can't shy away from it later and you have to commit to it. Now, once you've set it in your calendar and time comes to in the day at the time at which you have scheduled it out for, I want you to get into a space, get into a headspace where you are comfortable and where you find yourself wanting to do the practice because what's most important is that this practice is something that you can look forward to not just so that 
it's easier for you in the moment, but that way you look forward to it in the future if you continue to engage in it. So that means setting up your environment in a way that serves you the best and makes you feel good about being where you are. So the beautiful thing about this practice is that you can either journal or meditate on it, whatever works best for you, or you can just go for a walk and think about the answers in your head, very similar. But as it pertains to getting set up in the right environment, if you're journaling or if you're meditating at home, you might want to grab a blanket, grab your drink of choice, maybe it's coffee or tea. Tell your family members that you are engaging in this practice and that you need this time for you. That's super important. The more that you can minimize the distractions that are going to be distracting you as you're doing this practice, the more engaged you can ensure that you will be so that you can get the best out of this practice possible. So let the people in your home know that you need this time for you to just think and be with your own thoughts. Grab your favorite drink, grab a snack, grab a blanket, put on some ambient music, whatever makes you want to be there in this space, in that moment, grab it so that you can look forward to being in this practice once you set aside to make the time for it. So after you've gotten settled, you've gotten your snack, you got your blanket, you got your drink of choice, you're feeling good, you're all cozied up. We're going to dive into the questions that you're going to be asking yourself throughout this practice. Now, these questions are in the order that I have put them in for you intentionally. So please stick to them in the order that I have listed them out for you. Um, and you'll you'll see why as we go through the episode, they're the sequence. They're in a sequential order to best prime you for the following question, which you'll be answering after the one you just answered. So again, once you're settled, the first question that I want you to ask yourself is, why am I here today? In this step, I don't want you to describe the situation. I just want you to focus on getting out the emotions and the feelings that you're experiencing as a result of the situation that you're currently in. The goal of this particular question is to create a distinction between yourself and the feelings and thoughts and emotions that you're experiencing as a result of the scenario that you're currently involved in. So list the things that you're experiencing, the events leading up to getting you there, and what you hope to get out of this practice. That's a really important one. And this step one of the most important things to focus on is that you state that you're here because of X reason, because of X feelings, but also because you're hoping to gain X, Y, Z. Maybe it's clarity. Maybe it's a solution forward. Maybe it's just emotional release. Whatever that thing is that you're hoping to get from this practice, I want you to answer it in this question. So question number one of this guided practice is why am I here today? Question number two that you're going to answer as you go through this practice is what are three things you're grateful for today? Now, this question is number two because science has proven time and time again that gratitude serves to put us in a proper frame of mind, in a proper headspace that allows us to think rationally while making decisions from a place of awareness and love for ourselves and for others. So the goal of this particular question is to put you in the right headspace to be able to move forward 
and think about the scenario rationally and to help you make decisions that are grounded, like I said, in awareness and love for yourself and for others and not from negative emotions or resentment or frustration or anger because like I said in the previous step, the goal was to create a distinction between ourselves and those negative emotions. So the three things that you're grateful for can or don't have to be related at all to the situation about which you are here for today. So if they're not related, they can be anything like, I'm grateful for the sunshine being out. I'm grateful for my health and wellness. I'm grateful for the amazing breakfast I had this morning, whatever it is. But if you wanted to make them associated with the situation, you might say, as much as this feels really hard, I'm grateful for the situation because it's challenging me to be a better version of myself, to explore myself, to get a better sense of what boundaries I want to put in place, whatever that thing is, right? I don't think one is better than the other. Um, I find it really helpful sometimes to, if the situation really sucks and I'm really upset, to just talk about something completely different from the situation. But I also think that there's a benefit in acknowledging that, yes, you're going through a hard time, but there's always space to walk out the other side a better person. And that situation is going to help you do so, even if you don't know why, as you're writing this. So second question, what are three things that you're grateful for, related or unrelated to the situation at hand? Question three, and more than a question, this is just something for you um, to list out here to, again, start getting in the proper perspective that we need for subsequent steps. Question three is I want you to describe the situation. And in this step, I want you to list all of the aspects of the situation from a variety of angles and from the perspective of yourself and the perspective of the other or other persons if there were other people involved. So in this step, write what happened, describe it, how you perceive the situation, why the situation was making you feel what you listed in question one, how you're feeling about the outcome, why you think the outcome was such, whatever helps you get a really good bird's eye view of the situation in which it is considered from all angles. And by all angles, I mean from the perspective of all the different people involved. This particular step is meant to help you get a well-rounded and encompassed view of the situation so that in subsequent steps you are considering not just your own feelings, but the feelings of the other people involved. And I think it's really helpful to try to list how the people involved may have perceived it. And even and if you don't know, don't bother writing it down or don't bother trying to guess. But I think it's good getting it out on paper and out in front of you because sometimes it helps you empathize with them and it helps you to think of how to move forward to fix how they may have perceived it if they perceived it wrongly. So step three, describe the situation, all its components in order to give you a well-rounded, all-encompassing view of the scenario that you have to address. Question four of this guided practice that I want you to answer is what aspects of the situation do I have and not have control over? Now, I think this step is really important, not just in guided practices like these, but in life. Because when we're in a tough situation, 
where we don't know how to move forward, where we're juggling multiple decisions to make at once, where when we're when we're juggling multiple factors that have to go into a decision, it's really easy to get caught up in the anxiousness of it all and instead focus and spend all our energy focusing on the things over which we actually have no control over. And that can be really harmful because not only is that creating more anxiety and more resentment towards situation, but it's preventing us from moving forward because like I said, we have no control over these components. So how do we proceed with a plan if we can't grasp these things? So in a given situation, there are all there are always things that we can control whether or not they're related to the situation. So for example, we can control how we respond and our emotions about the situation. And that is not, those are not components of the situation that we can control, but they can help us to address subsequent steps to move forward with it. Areas over which you may have no control are how the person responds, the outcome of the situation that already happened, what could have happened, or the outcome that may have happened if you had done X, Y, Z thing, right? You're here today probably, or you're going to be doing this practice after a given outcome occurred and you can't change it. What's done is done. And so what's important is that you focus on how to move forward and not ruminate on the past things that have been said and done. So I really like this particular question because like I said, not only does it help us remove the anxiousness around the scenario, but it also helps us feel more ourselves dominant and in control of our behavior and of the situation as a whole. Because once we have a focused view, a strategic view on the things over which we have an impact over the decisions that we can make to impact how we feel about this situation and how perhaps we influence the next outcome, we're way better able to move forward with a more direction-led mindset and with one in which we are rooted in, like I said, what we can control versus the things that aren't worth ruminating over, which are the things that we cannot control. So this is a more intentional way of moving forward um, in which you are grounded and calm and more self-awareness about the situation. So question four, what aspects of the situation do I have control over and which ones do I have no control over? Question five in this guided practice is what is the first actionable thing that I can do right now to make me feel better? Only you can answer this question and it is completely dependent on your state of mind in the moment. I want to emphasize that at this point in the practice if you find yourself ever doing it you don't have to feel like you have to have a next step as to what you're going to do about the situation or about yourself or the other person if there's somebody involved if you still if you're here and you don't feel like you have a next step because you just haven't gotten the clarity needed step five might just be that you have to further process the emotions, the feelings, the thoughts that you have towards the situation, or that you just need to get some space from it, 
or it may just mean that you have to revisit this practice once you've maybe talked to more people involved or once you've gotten some time and space away to think about it because you might just be too overwhelmed with emotion to move forward and that's totally okay which is why only you can answer this question and the answer should be something that is going to best serve you and you only what's important is that you are able to move forward with whatever decision you make to address the situation in a healthy mindset and you feel good about the decision that you're making and that is heavily reliant on you being in a right headspace to make the adequate decision. So one thing Brene Brown says that I, in her most recent book, Atlas of the Heart, that I have yet to read, but I heard her say this on an interview, is that the antidote to overwhelm is nothing. And I think that this is one of those examples in which if you find yourself at this stage feeling really run down and overwhelmed by the feelings and the components of the situation, take a break, take a step back, do nothing for a little bit and let yourself breathe and let yourself process what you need to process to move forward. Now, if you can answer this question, great. And it might even be that the actionable thing that you figured out you could do is one of the things over which you have control over that you listed in step four. Whatever that thing is, amazing, list it down, think about it and act on it. Because usually the first thing that comes to your mind that you have control over and which you can act on to remedy the situation or remedy how you feel about it is most likely the thing that you should be focusing on. And this question is meant to help you do just that. So question five, what is the first actionable thing I can do right now to make me feel better about the situation? Question six, second to last question in this guided practice is I want you to ask yourself, what did I learn from this experience? What's most important about when you engage in this practice is that you personally feel that you took something away, whether it's about the situation or not. It can be completely unrelated. It can be maybe you figured something out about yourself, a hidden quality you didn't know you had. Maybe it's about the boundaries that you actually want to set or the intention that you actually want to relate to somebody that you do have, or maybe it's feelings about a certain person or something that they did. Doesn't matter. It as long as you walk away from this practice feeling at least that you gain something that makes you 1% better, that's all that matters. So I want you to reflect on if you gained a better outlook on the situation at hand, if you gained a better outlook of yourself or about how maybe the other person or persons may have perceived the situation and how you perceive that subsequent steps are going to serve you and if they may serve you in a way that help and benefit everybody in that's involved in the situation. And remember that 1% is better than 0%. So even if it's scarce, even if you feel like this practice wasn't that helpful or didn't give you the level of clarity that you wanted, still write something down because it'll encourage you to keep moving forward and you'll prevent a lot of self-resentment because it can be really discouraging when you walk away from these practices in which you intentionally devoted the time to and in which you came here and showed up and sat down and you walk away feeling like you gain nothing. And I don't think that's possible. I think that you always gain 
an ounce of something and it's just up to you to be a little bit objective and search for it in instances where that growth and that gain feel scarce. So try your best with this question. Like I said, 1% is better than 0%. And I'm sure that even if you figure it out later, this practice will have served you to break the situation down a little bit and gain at least some clarity and some directions to how to move forward. So question six in this guided practice is what did I learn from this experience? And by experience, I mean the guided practice. (laughs) The last question that, or the last prompt I'll say that I want you to answer as you're going through this practice is I want you to thank yourself for being here today because committing to these conversations with yourself can be really difficult, especially like I said, if there's a lot of emotion involved, if there's a lot of things at stake, if there's some things about yourself that you may not have wanted to address or things that you were insecure about, it can be really tough to face yourself in these moments and to commit to going in and addressing the ugly and making decisions for maybe it's not just you, it's for a variety of people. So thank yourself for committing. And you can either do this by writing yourself a short anecdote or writing yourself an entire letter, whatever you can do to feel grateful to yourself for having taken the time to commit and show up today. That's all that matters. All that matters is that you walk away being grateful to yourself, showing yourself compassion and empathy as you continue to navigate these emotions. And at the end of the day, this practice was to help you get a little bit closer to a better approach towards situation. And you did it all on your own. And that takes a lot of strength and that takes a lot of initiative. So in this step, write yourself either a short anecdote or a short letter or a long letter, whatever you want, thanking yourself for being here today, for showing up, for committing to this practice. And if you do that, not only is it a little boost of serotonin and dopamine for you to make you feel just a little bit better, but it'll also give you and fuel you with self-compassion and make you want to keep coming back to these practices because if you feel like you gained a little bit something, like I said, 1% is better than 0% and that's all that matters. That will fuel your confidence for your future times in which you engage in these kinds of conversations with yourself. So step number seven or prompt number seven, thank yourself for being here today. And that is it for the guided steps on this guided practice, you guys. I hope that you found them helpful and to finally tell you what I was hinting at at the beginning of the podcast episode. Uh, if you liked this practice and you like the steps and maybe you did or didn't write them down and you want to use them in the future, I have gone ahead and created a workbook for you guys with the prompts that I talked about throughout this entire episode with descriptions as to what should go in each of your answers for each of the prompts. And I have called it the get unstuck workbook you can go to the link in my bio to find it on instagram it's again at commitment to growth podcast you can go you can download it it's a free pdf you can get it for for free total access to it whenever you want to come back to this practice and ground yourself and get a better outlook on how to move forward with the situation it's all there for you so you can either download it on 
at commitment to growth podcast on Instagram, get your free copy for yourself whenever you want to use it. Or if you're subscribed to my newsletter, again, you can also sign up for that on my bio on Instagram. I will be sending out a copy uh, of the workbook this week in our email. So subscribe to the newsletter, check it out, get your own copy so you can better address your ruts or your dead ends in the future, grounded in a good headspace, confidence in yourself and love for yourself and others. And that is it for today's episode, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you so much again for tuning into the podcast, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I was so content to share my practice with you guys, and I hope that it serves you just as much as it has served me in the past few months. If you try it, if you and if you liked it and it served you, give me a shout on Instagram, again, at Commitment to Growth Podcast, or on Facebook, or you can shoot me an email, commitmenttogrowthpod at gmail.com. You can tell me what your experience was like, if you liked it or if you didn't like it, and if you have any tips on your own practice that you use to get yourself out of a rut or a dead end, I would love to hear what you have to say. So without further ado, that is today's episode. And I look forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Have a great rest of your week.